And we're live again with Dave and Mike at Mormon Talk. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode, Gerontocratic Psycho... Wait a minute. (laughs) Psychotic. Gerontocratic Psychosis is the name of the title. Wow, that's a mouthful. Say that ten times fast. Gerontocratic Psychosis, Gerontocratic Psychosis. That's good. It's not too bad. Um... So, before we jump into that crazy title of an episode, LDS Church in the news. So, what do we got going on? There's a few news articles that came out recently. Here's the one that I thought we would point out here. By CNN, quote, Why the Mormon Church changed its name, parentheses, it's about revelation, not rebranding. And this is by Daniel Burke, who's the CNN religion editor. Even the title was surprisingly a little soft to me, especially from CNN, which is kind of known to be a little bit on the liberal side, as far as news mm-hmm. reporting goes. So oh, yeah. it, as you read through this article, if you do read this, you'll find that it is very soft. It isn't very critical of the church. It's very... Respectful, I guess would be the word. But I, I wanted to grab this because it relates to our episode of gerontocratic psychosis. <laughs> so, why would I say that? Let me just start off by reading the beginning of the article, and I think you'll get the clue. When the messages come during the dark of night, Russell M. Nelson reaches for his lighted pen and takes dictation from the Lord. Quote, Okay, dear, it's happening, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints tells his wife, Wendy Nelson. Quote, I just remain quiet, and soon he's sitting up at the side of the bed writing, she said in a recent church video. Sometimes the spirit prompts the prophet's wife to leave the bed, though she'd rather sleep. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. One such morning... Wendy Nelson told Mormon leaders her husband emerged from the bedroom waving a yellow notebook. Quote, Wendy, you won't believe what's been happening for two hours, she recalled Russell Nelson saying. The Lord has given me detailed instructions on a process I am to follow. Hmm. Um, Nelson's nighttime messages have, quote, increased exponentially, his wife said, since last year when the 94 four-year-old took the helm of the Church of Christ Latter-day Saints, widely known as the Mormon Church. Um, alrighty. Voices, I'm hearing voices. Yeah, um, so... Hang on, man, the lighted pen, really? I mean, so it's yeah. easier to have a lighted pen than it is to, to just, just shoot up the whole chain or the button on your light? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. It looks a, a I mean, little seerstone-ish to me. It's <laughs> seerstone-ish. <laughs> it, is are you suggesting that Russell Nelson no. is stoned when he? No, you no, meant he, you meant seerstone, as in the seerstone. The seerstone lighting up in the. Hat. I think the the light filament, you know, the mm. lithium battery, or some part of that shit is probably made from the seerstone. <laughs> <laughs> Like the crystal element in a lightsaber. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's yeah. all related. And that's that's where the magic happens, right that's there. That's right. Um, 
Guys, this episode isn't on the prophet changing the name of the church, although we certainly could... That That's ripe for an episode, right? By itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because according to Nelson, using the word Mormon to describe the church has been, quote, a major victory for Satan, unquote. Okay, that's saying a lot after the church put so much resources okay. into the I term Mormon. I'm vividly a Mormon remember campaign. A talk. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Do you remember... I, I think it, it was one of those talks that is epical, or I don't know, maybe epical? not, but Gordon, epical, is that a word? No, uh, that's okay. Gordon B. Hinckley oh, yeah, yeah. up there, and he's saying, people have asked me the origin of this Mormon, and he says, Mormon means more, more good. good. So we went yes. from being more good to Satan to having a great victory. A major victory for Satan, yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so Gordon we'll was up in the night, that. although he was one of the 15 at the time that he said that, and all 15 are, quote, prophets, seers, and revelators, unquote. We've had an episode about that. And they all have lighted pens. Yes, evidently. All honed from the same crystal cavern, very close to the lightsaber hey, don't, crystal don't cavern. Don't give away any secrets. Jesus, um, <laughs> hang on. I won't tell people where it is. Okay. Uh, it's kind of cool. We're you safe. walk in there and it's all lit up at night. Anyway, um, yeah, so the church was basically being led by Satan for the last 10 or 20 years, <laughs> is what Nelson says. And now God has said, hey, this is a correction. You've all been messing up. And including you, Gordon, as he wags his finger. Um, anyway, okay, whatever. Yeah, he's a so, finger wagger. Yes, uh, he is. You know, so I'm, why would we I'm bring this up? I'm sensing a little uh, cerebral slippage <laughs> with, with statements <laughs> like that. <laughs> Meaning, I think the word is senility, yeah. or am I being generous? That would be an appropriate word. Let me throw out a stat. For the listeners. So this is a little old. This is four years ago. So on March 3rd, 2015, which is almost exactly four years ago, four years and 15 days or whatever the math is, 20 days, uh, the average age of the 15 men who together comprise the faith's top leaders turned 80 for the first time in history of the church. Mm. 80 average age. That's four years ago. So, you know, that would have been... Now, Monson was still alive then, right? Four years ago. Yeah. Correct. So, he was part of that. 80 average. He died. I don't know who else may have died since then. So, maybe... But still, uh, Nelson just turned 95. So, that's... Anyway... Why are we even talking about this? What is a gerontocracy? A gerontocracy is a government by a council of elders, a governing body consisting of old people, a state or government in which old people rule. So gerontocratic would be the adjective of that. What is psychosis? 
a mental disorder characterized by symptoms such as delusions or hallucinations that indicate impaired contact with reality. So, why are we saying this is what's going on? Out of touch, out of touch. Now I've got another song going through my head. Uh, I don't I think, think it's the cars uh, this time, though. No, is Not that that's not is that Daryl Hall and Hall and Oates? Oh, you, you know what? I'm touch. sheepishly <laughs> aware of the fact that it might be. Lyrics. It's <laughs> an eighty thing. Hall and Oates. You're out oh, of touch. Wow. Yeah. Out of touch. Yeah. So we're talking about a generational separation, which is a, a real thing. It, it it doesn't escape people. Mm-hmm. Just because they claim to hold an office or to, to talk to God, when you get older, shit starts misfiring, mm-hmm. and we lose faculties, and we are no longer really aware of what the things are that are happening that are meaningful to the, the population in general. We, we've been in a, a vacuum of Mormonism for 95 years for Russell. Yeah, that's so right. So 95 years. So, so an educated man, a heart surgeon, uh, so we, we won't knock him for you know his lack of ability to uh, learn and, and, and be a professional man and all of that. that. That was actually four or five decades ago. But anyway... Um, how many 80-year-olds, let alone 95-year-olds, do you know that are in a position to direct the world? Because God is talking to them and telling them what the world needs to know. Uh, None. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. You've got a lot of stuff going on here, and you touched on this. The generational gap is a serious issue. The culture gap. So the church that these men grew up in is or was different. There were a lot of things going on in the church that aren't going on today or going on differently. The members of the church, if you look at the lay, whatever term you want to use, the mean demographic average age of the member, whatever, age or not, I guess the point is generations change. Things change in society. There's been many folks online who've said, hey, I met with so-and-so, one of the apostles. So John DeLynn over at Mormon Stories met with Holland two or three times. Uh, Mormon Leaks. So we, we love the guys over at Mormon Leaks. Really, really great personal friends of ours who don't know us. <laughs> they have some great stuff there where videos of these meetings. So the, the 15... And they also invite some other folks, probably the presiding bishopric or whoever's not playing foosball in the church office building at that hour. 
they come in to this meeting room in the church office building and they're presented with topical overviews. So these guys that they've assigned will present to them things like uh, even business-related things like the security that they should have on church data from a computer system point of view, a network point of view, uh, trends that are happening that might impact the church, statistics, different things. And they present these topics usually through the form of a PowerPoint, and they narrate the PowerPoint like you would in a normal corporate presentation sometimes. And the, the brethren are out in the audience watching this, and all you have to do is look at a couple of those leaked videos where you the camera will pan sometimes out to the audience, and then it'll come back to the guy who's presenting. And the comments and questions coming from the brethren are so out of touch. And you can tell sometimes that the guys presenting are just kind of frustrated because they're like, gosh, I was really trying to make a point well, here that we should take this seriously. And The, the first you know, thing they do is what your average politician will do, which is mm -hmm. to deflect. Yep. And and simply actually almost completely change the subject. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and act like they're answering the question, which is a you have to work on that shit. You know? Well, it comes to mind and you guys need to look this up. There's a Mormon leaked video where one of the guys is presenting um the which, this is the irony of it. He's presenting the concept of WikiLeaks, and this was when the whole WikiLeaks shenanigans were happening. And I don't even remember the name of the guy that's behind WikiLeaks. Anyway, that'll be familiar to a lot of the listeners. And so they're talking about this guy, and the point that the presenter was trying to make is this type of thing could happen with the church. There could essentially be like a Mormon leaks that could be created where things that we don't necessarily want in the public view could come out. And mm -hmm. so we need to be aware of this danger. And he talked in that presentation about some of the people who are doing social media stuff like a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever against the church. And he highlighted like some of those top guys. And he said, these are some of the people who could do stuff like this if we're not careful. And listening to this topic, the first question I think was from Packer before he died. And he raised his hand and he's like, this guy who did the WikiLeaks thing, is, isn't he gay? Is he gay? What the and you're like, am I, have a, I been listening swan, to the same swan, presentation? Julian Assange <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> the presenter, it's hilarious because you watch the presenter and he's like beside himself. He's like, I don't know, right, right. Uh, well, he definitely I, worship Satan. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think he's married and he, you know, unless he's using oh, his wife man. as a beard, I don't. I don't think he's gay. I mean, he's guy's like totally beside himself. He's like, that's not the point, dumb shit. Whether this guy's gay or not has nothing to do with the point that I'm making. Nope. And the irony is, after that video, Mormon Leaks was created. <laughs> the thing that he warned the guys about actually happened. Yeah. That's the irony. So he, might have, he may have given them the idea. Wait, he was a prophet. What? 
Anyway, you know, I I, I want to share something yeah. uh, about. It's not totally off topic with these prophets. When I first got married in '88 mm-hmm. to my second wife, yes, and and I want to share something about that. In fact, let, I'm going to share that first. Okay. This travels down the lines of authority, as it were. So we are to raise our hand to the square and follow this 95-year-old, whether he's got faculties that are anything's functioning at all. It's, it's, that's beside the point. Whether he even gets out of bed does not matter. He is the ordained prophet. You will raise your hand. You will follow his counsel, okay? And right on down through the 12, the 70, the area authority 70, and, and your stakes and your bishops, both times that I got married, I did so from the advice of a priesthood leader. Now, I am not blaming my decision on them, but it definitely qualifies as undue influence. My first wife and I were be- becoming physical, oh God, yeah. and went in and talked to the bishop. Mm-hmm. And he says, you should probably get married. So you don't fornicate. What the fuck reason is that to get married? But I did it like a dumbass, and that lasted two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Second marriage, 87, Ezra Taft Benson. Any young man who's over 25, 27, whatever and not married is a disgrace in the face of God or whatever the hell he said. <laughs> and dumbass, hello, that's me, believed he was a prophet. Mm. and ask a young lady I had been dating to marry me because I don't want to be a disgrace in the sight of God. And uh, pretty good reason to get married, right? Sure. (laughs) That one lasted 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Until I left the church. So anyway, putting your life and life-altering decisions into the hands of a group of men that average age 80 doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. No, it really doesn't. And it goes along with some of the other topics that we've talked about. Things like following emotion rather than rationale or logic. Or, I don't know. (laughs) Well, Good wisdom? The first part (laughs) that I brought up was that my, my wife, right after we got married, got a job in the missionary department as a receptionist, and I would visit her quite often and run into general authorities all the time. And then annually, we would have a missionary Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And on one occasion, we sat next to President Monson and his wife. This was 30 years ago, or 28 or whatever, a long time ago. And then on another occasion, we sat next to uh, Burton B. Hinckley mm-hmm. and his wife. And if I'm honest about my perception of these men is that they're very good uh, orators, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's important. Secondly, businessmen. There was no aura of I'm standing next to God or right. sitting next to God here. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I can't pretend that I felt any of that. It was a business meeting 
missionary department falling under the head of the Corporation of the President, which is the true name of the church. If you want to fucking get technical about Mormon or Church of Jesus Christ, true name of the church is the Corporation of the President, in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, isn't it the Corporation of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ? Or yes. I don't... Yeah, yes, that's, the full, that's, that's the, full, the full name. Yeah. yeah. Because well, it's a corporation, and it's led it, by businessmen, and is. they're telling you to do things but that change your life, and you're asked to raise that hand to the square. No questions asked. Well, that's definitely true, and it's a related topic of when you're asked to be obedient, when you're asked to be a good member, a member in good standing of the church means... You are following the brethren. That's what it means. It doesn't yeah. mean you're following the spirit, even feelings, even though that's no. taught to be ultra important. It doesn't mean you're following the scriptures in a lot of cases, because there's a lot of contradictions of what <laughs> the brethren have told members to do in the past and what's actually mentioned in the scriptures themselves, even the Book that of Mormon. Might be our next podcast right there. It could be, right? That's yeah. a great topic because this book was supposed to be retained because it includes the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ in purity, not grammar mistakes and changed doctrines and stuff over time because it's been translated a hundred times well, and all that kind of stuff. Like My the favorite chapters are the ones on celestial marriage in there. Right. Favorite. Aren't those in great? In the whole endowment ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know where that's, that's at, right? Right. That's Whoops. in the book of uh, I David made shit up. at the end, right? Oh, <laughs> put it on me. Thanks, man. <laughs> I got enough heat over this shit. Hashish. Hashish. <laughs> oh, sheesh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, back to the point. Was you there got one? Oh. A gerontocracy. These old men, they're out of touch with the members. They're out of touch yeah. with reality. They're out of touch with the current generation. And this is at odds with the whole concept of why they're there. They're supposed to be prophets, seers, and revelators. They're supposed to give us modern guidance for a modern age. They don't even know what the fuck is going on. These are old nope. men, they have no clue what's going on and I have guys there's lots of stuff you can find if you look up on youtube uh, you know mormon stories has a lot of these thinker of thoughts has some of the there's people who have been questioning like some of you listeners may be and they have followed the chain of command so they bring their questions and concerns to the bishop. He can't answer them. They bring them to the stake president. He can't answer them. Some of these people have eventually had the opportunity because they knew someone who knew someone or they had a friend or a connection to actually go in and sit down with one of the brethren. Believe it or not, it's happened. And they've had the opportunity to ask an apostle or another really high-level guy in the church answers for answers to these questions. You know, why were the scrolls that Joseph says he translated to get the book of Abraham been shown to have nothing to do with the book of Abraham? You know, and just bring up these concerns. 
And this is one of the points, this is why I'm bringing this up, this is one of the common points that you hear from every one of those people's explanations of how those conversations went. That the overwhelming feeling that they had, and I won't just talk about feelings, <laughs> lest I be a hypocrite, the, the words that these men spoke to them immediately showed them, you know what, this guy's completely out of touch. He doesn't realize there's a lot of members like me who have these questions. That's a concern. They should know that these questions are out there in the membership. He's not understanding where I'm coming from. He's from an older generation. His, his ideas here are not illuminating for me. And all he's doing in the end is bearing his testimony to me. That doesn't answer my questions. And this is what they found well, talking to these guys. You've got a you've got a combination of a lifetime of indoctrination in the church, specifically with the fifteen, uh, and then you've got again old age. Ger what is it? Geratology. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, I have to share this one example real quick. Yeah. And this this may be more of. Uh, a psychosis that was a result of, um, well, I didn't live the man's life, but he was, I brought him up before, Hugh Nibley, his daughter's book, Leaving the Saints, Martha Beck, she mm -hmm. shares in her book a, a memory, and this is just a couple lines here, it says, I'm five years old, my hands are tied. And my father is doing something that feels as though he's ripping me in two. I'm nice. stretched out on my back, legs spread. <laughs> I wonder what's happening. Like a frog on a dissecting table, unable to see or understand what is happen happening. Focusing as hard as I can on the cord around my hands because it distracts me from what is happening elsewhere. A rut now, this is the part I want to share because we're going to do a podcast on sexual abuse. Yes. But this is... This is the mind of this twisted motherfucker here. A rush of strange words bounce around in my head. Words my father is saying. Father Abraham, the Book of the Dead, the Book of Breathings, the Prophet Joseph, Hamlet, the Destroyer, the Prophet Joseph Smith, Sacrifice, Abrahamic Sacrifice. What the fuck? Wow. I have a dim idea that my father has been commanded by God to do what he is doing, the way Abraham was commanded to sacrifice Isaac. None of this makes any sense. Poor girl. Ugh. Yeah, this is how far it can go yeah. with the psychosis, and then the old age added in doesn't help matters. No, it doesn't. And you have this thing that you, I think, are kind of talking about here the the brainwashing the indoctrination that we talked about the the great mind fuck in our prior episode the techniques the psychological manipulations that are used i think sometimes even unknowingly because it's just been a pattern and so people just follow the pattern and and what they don't realize is they're using these psychological manipulations on people and that does mental harm not to mention the physical harm and, and sexual right. and emotional harm in some terrible cases. But even if you're lucky and you don't have that type of abuse, you've, you've really experienced mental abuse in the church. And then you add to that 
old age, which has its own challenges <laughs> in and of itself. It's hard to yeah. keep sharp, you know, mentally. It's hard to keep on task and, and focus on things and memory starts becoming an issue, etc. for a lot of people. You combine that with the type of psychosis that we're talking about and you have a really dangerous combination there. And, and again, uh, you're giving yeah. your lives to that. You're, you know, and and here you've got. This is another uh, subject. The pressure be- between members as they're judging. Let's face it, judging and watching each other, even to the point of almost spying on each other, to see if they're following the brethren or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to, to make judgments, whether vocal or just internally. Oh well, he's just not very faithful and he's not obedient or whatever it might be right i'm following it an old man jesus christ what the hell i you know by the way i was listening to david koresh <laughs> his sermon right right before we started the podcast and i realized where i fucked up i should have joined those guys oh yeah hopefully no he wouldn't have been in the compound though when it was stormed by well, the feds yeah. But I'd be in Jesus Jesus' lap by now. I mean, uh, they were I all taken straight up. I don't want to talk about Jesus' lap. That's a little Is that, risque. Oh, not, not this podcast. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> no. <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now I just had a horrible image. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm here um, to help. <laughs> Um, yeah, guys, who else thought they heard the word of God and probably snapped up in the middle of their sleep, pushed their wife out of bed and said, give me the lighted pen. Koresh, <laughs> who's the leader of Heaven's Gate? The other guy. I, look, James man, Jones. If, Mr. Jonestown, drink the we're, we're talking about getting a pass. We've talked about that term before. The church and the leaders of the church are the only people who get a pass. Why are all these other guys psychotics and right, deceived right. and nutso? They are no less nutso than these 15 old men who say they're getting revelation from God. They're hearing his voice. They're writing down shit on a pad of paper. Are you kidding me? If any, You have to be honest. As an active member, if anybody else said they were doing that, other than President Nelson or whatever, you'd think they were... Bat shit crazy. Well, when we have that in church history, you remember Hiram Page hmm. confronted Joseph and said that he had his own stone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was that period of time there, where, because yeah. it was a, an occult, uh, magical worldview, stone scene Calm. and all that stuff was not Very just calm. something Joseph was doing. Yeah. Right. Part of the culture so, back then. As the years have passed, you know, this has become a. It, it, it's morphed. You know, it, it's and and you have to kind of blame the members, including myself. Hello, when I was there, yeah. for just saying, okay, yeah, this is this is what it is, and I it's working, and it's God's kingdom on earth. Kingdom on earth. Wow. His kingdom. So he's a king. Never mind. That's okay. <laughs> That's what we want. Well, because they've always been proven to be very good to the people under them in history. Kings, you know, they're some of the best. True love. 
<laughs> Man, they love their serfs and their. They love the taxes. Slave, slave. No, what? No, no. their sons and daughters. I meant. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Um, look, guys. Hey, not the healthiest choice in the world to join or stay a member of an organization where a bunch of old men are trying to tell you what's right and saying they hear voices or whatever they're saying they feel it they feel the voice of god or whatever that means i mean just expose it under the same light that you would any other group or person in the world and it kind of you know you, you can step outside for a moment and think you know that does sound a little batshit crazy and that's probably for a good reason. Well, we have four things as humans. Well, there, there's a lot more than that, but the basic things. And one of those is self-awareness, mm -hmm. conscience, free will, you could call it, and creative imagination. So put those to work for you in your life. It's your life not someone else's. Why would you ever let someone else run your life? Makes no sense. You're bigger than that. Better. Well <laughs> said, bro. Thank you. Yeah. That's it, folks. We're going to wrap this one up. Wow. We're closer to 30 minutes on cool. this one. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get back to David Koresh, man. That was a stirring sermon he was giving. Yeah, wow. I, it was. Uh, stirring something. I feel like I what need the, to go to the bathroom or something. What's no. in the pot? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Love Drink you guys. This. Come visit us at mormontalk.org. And we'll catch you on the flip side.